0: Welcome back to Top of the Hill. I'm your host, Logan Hill, joined by my co-host, Tyler Kirk. Tyler, how you doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good, but I got a story for you, man. What's up? So the other night, Game 7, Bucks-Nets, my friend Jason was picking me up. We are going to go watch the game at our friend Chase's house. And he picks me up, right? And we're driving for a second, and then I look over at this man. There's no music because he lost his aux cord or whatever. I look over at this man. He just has his earbuds in, listening to music. Like it was an Uber ride. I said, what are you doing And he just looked at me and he said, What? I said, We're best friends, and you're listening to earbuds right now because you need to listen to music that badly. Anyways, that was just my weird story from this week. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Top of the Hill. You're going to probably be listening to this on Wednesday, June 23rd. We're recording Tuesday, June 22nd, so if we say anything and we're drastically wrong about it, just know that we can't see the future. Anyways, a lot of NBA action to talk about, a lot of NBA action to go through. Let's start where we left off, and that is Clippers Jazz Game 6 from Friday night. The Clippers won the series beat the Jazz in six games, and move on to the conference finals for the first time in (laughs) franchise history.
1: That's actually crazy to think about, though. Isn't it? The first time, yeah. Never been there before, and who were they led there by? Terrence Mann. I'm sorry. Let's just take a break.
0: All right, so Terrence Mann, obviously the big story from that game six. Paul George didn't play too shabby either, finally playing up to his star potential, his star stature with the Clippers. But Terrence, the playoff, Mann, so. Terrence Mann stole the show, quite honestly. It. The Clippers were down about 22 points at the half. So that, that game was on Friday night. That was the night I was editing Friday's show. And I went down to watch the game in College Park with a buddy of mine. And I finished editing the show, and then I headed down there. And I got there right before halftime. The Clippers were down. Like I said, the Clippers were down twenty-two. I was thinking, "Oh man, this game's got. Oh man, oh man. this game's got to be over. It sucks. They'll they they will play seven, mm-hmm. basically." But the Clippers said no.
1: Terrence Mann said. Terrence no. Mann said no. Let's get one thing straight.
0: I know. Are they the LA? The LA Terrence Manns? <laughs> Who's to say? They closed the game. On an eighty-one to forty-seven second-half run, absurd. That doesn't sound real. Without Kawhi, that doesn't sound real. No, that doesn't sound possible. Terrence Mann finished the game with thirty-nine points on fifteen to twenty-one shooting, a career high for him in both college and the NBA. Thirty-nine points. So the question has to be asked: Was Kawhi holding the Clippers back? Yes. <laughs> Jk. I yeah. I don't know. That can't nah. be true because Kawhi is one of the greatest players in the league. Exactly. But it's just crazy to see Terrence Mann, who started in Kawhi's absence, yeah. go off for a crazy night like that. And if nothing else, the Clippers' play style completely dismantled the Jazz, and that's oh, why yeah. they were able to come back and win that game. Is the Jazz did have the defensive player of the year in Rudy Gobert, but at the end of the day, he's a excuse me, he's a seven footer. And their plan basically was to play five five guys out. Five guys that could shoot the three. Let's let them create create shots for themselves. And just putting him on the perimeter just made his life a hard night. And the Jazz went down the number one seed. They were supposed to do big things this season. One of the favorites to get all the way to the end and get to the finals. They went home. Donovan Mitchell did everything he could. Didn't matter. Clippers going to their first ever conference finals where they're going to face. You were high on them too. I was super high on the Jazz. I forgot about that. I was super high on the Jazz, and the reason that I was so high on the Jazz was they're shooting. Well, they're shooting, and because nobody was saying that they were, yeah, nobody was talking about them. them, Every exactly, everybody was sleeping on them. Everybody Mm. was saying the Suns, the Suns, the Suns. Oh, the Lakers are the seven. Oh, the Clippers are good. The Nuggets are good. So, what do you think the reason was? just ultimately different play styles, Yeah, is the Jazz jazz are built the same way we talked about on Friday's show about how if it was 10 years ago, the Sixers would dominate the NBA. It's kind of a similar concept with the Jazz just because it's a hard time to be a center in the NBA with the way that the ball gets shot Mm -hmm. from deep so well and there's so many guys that can do it. So that's what ultimately... And I'm not saying that Rudy Gobert lost them that game because that's yeah, not true by any yeah. stretch. But the Clippers were able to Use put him in a him. exactly yeah. put him in a position where it was going to be hard for him to succeed mm-hmm. and hard for the team to succeed. And just they just went so cold from the floor when the Clippers were hot. I mean, there was a 17-0 run in the third quarter, and that's what really got the Clippers back yeah. into it. And then late in the game, there was a 9-0 run. Yeah. So they were they were stringing together good defensive possessions and baskets, and the Jazz just couldn't ultimately keep up. So, I mean, Donovan Mitchell was, was hurt. He's not mm-hmm. 100%. But He's still so th- bald, though. Exactly. At this point He's in the so playoffs, yeah. nobody's quite 100%. Yeah, that's very true. So, that's really all I have on that. Like we said, the Clippers moved on. Steve Ballmer was loving it. <laughs> Tyron and Lou got them to the conference finals. Doc couldn't do it.
1: Didn't get the Sixers <laughs> there, either. We'll talk yeah. about that in a little bit, though. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Let's move on to the next game from the next night, Saturday night. Fantastic. Fantastic Game Seven between the Brooklyn Fantastic Nets series,
1: yeah, and great the series. Milwaukee Bucks.
0: Exactly. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted, I think what it was after after the yeah after yeah, what a the, shot <coughs> yeah, after the KD tying shot to send yeah. it into OT. What a shot! And I just I had to quote it real quick. What a series because that really it's the was, best way to put yeah. it. It was a great series from beginning to end. The mm-hmm. Nets went up two zero, Bucks brought it back to two two, and just they traded. KD had that miraculous Game Five. Game 6, Giannis had a good night. Game 7, they both they had both, great yeah. nights. The Bucs just outlasted the Nets. So, key takeaways from that, the Bucs won it 115-111. to 111. KD in Game 7, 53 minutes played, 48 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists.
1: He played all four quarters and all, all of the overtime. overtime. But that's ultimately, crazy.
0: his feet were one size too big <laughs> yeah. to send the Nets to the conference finals. If his,
1: if his foot was not on that line. So, if you crazy. didn't see it, he there was about 6,
0: six eight seconds left in the game. The Nets were down two. Mm-hmm. One-on-one, KD, I believe he was being guarded by Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Yeah. So he dribbles around, tries to back him down a little bit, and then spins around and pulls it. And everyone
1: thought it was a three.
0: Bottoms. At yeah. It looked like a three. Bottoms. Yeah. And then you see the replay. His nope. foot was It was like, a two. Yeah. We're going to play OT. And just as the Nets, as Kevin Durant especially, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to try to be Kevin Durant and get up in his mind for one second because I don't think I want to go there. <laughs> Gotta be a heartbreaking thing oh, to do because yeah. you would have won the game, won the series, moved on to the conference finals, exactly. gotten a couple days to to rest, to rest. Yeah, and instead you got to go out and play five more minutes and mm-hmm. try to win. And you just could just tell, ha- yeah, you could just tell, because at the end he had a shot to win it at the end. An airball. Yeah, he ended up that pulling was just up an airball. Yeah, you could just tell that he had nothing yeah, left, left in the, in the tank. tank because he was trying to carry a Nets team that was missing Kyrie and had about half a Harden. Yeah, on it so. Martin actually didn't play terrible
1: that game either. No, he didn't but play terrible. he still wasn't healthy. But he, you just,
0: you know that he's not yeah. fully himself because if he's fully himself and KD's fully himself, I don't even think no, that's a game. no, it's not. You know game. what I mean? Yeah. So, it was just very good, but we c- cannot talk about KD without also talking about Giannis. Mm-hmm. He had 40 points, 13 rebounds, and 5 assists in 50 minutes played. So he didn't play every minute, but he played pretty darn close yep. to every minute. He had a great night. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday stepped up down the stretch and make it there. And it's just as much as and I said this on last week's episodes when we were recording, as much as I wanted to see the Nets continue to go on because I thought it was a great story and good for mm-hmm. the NBA as a whole. Good to see Giannis finally get, get his moment. Exactly. Get yeah. to the conference finals and be one series away from yeah. getting to the finals after pretty much with for lack of a better word, dominating the NBA. Mm-hmm from start to finish almost for the better half of the last three yeah. years. So
1: uh, those are my general takeaways. How are your feelings about that game and then the Bucks moving forward? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I agree. I think it was just heartbreaking when, I mean, you saw KD's reaction to his foot being on that line. He just like, he was just in disbelief because he knew that they had to go to an OT and he didn't have anything left in the tank. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, it's like, as a fan, I did not want to see the Nets get to the finals all year, but you hate to see them go out that way with Kyrie be, not playing and then Harden, you know, being unhealthy, and then KDU just balled the whole entire series. It was just a great series overall. I think that the Bucks are gonna. Well, we'll talk about that later, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll I, it was shift a great ahead, series. but.
0: You make a good point is there was a lot of people that didn't want to see the Nets yeah. go because they built a but super team. But you don't team. want to see them not do it Exactly, that way. you don't want to see them go out sad. Yeah. And at the same time, once it's over, you're kind you kind of just sit back and you think, "Well, I hated them, but That's the Now thing. they're gone."
1: And see, that's the thing too. It's like, "Yes, Giannis is very exciting to watch, but I bet you that more people would rather watch KD play than Giannis." Like, Absolutely. KD's a lot more exciting, you know. Absolutely. And
0: that's a hard thing to say because Giannis
1: does it yeah, back-to-back that back-to-back MVPs, it, yeah. and he is a great player. It's Not that he's not fun to watch, but KD's just—he has more. Whatever. At the least word. lately,
0: if not his entire career, yeah. Kevin Durant is must-see TV exactly. when he's on a basketball court. Yeah. So to see him go out, James Harden, I think, is a lot is the same way has yeah. become must-see TV. So to see both of those guys, even Kyrie Irving, honestly, yeah, Kyrie. they just do crazy stuff on the floor on the mm-hmm. court. So to just see them all go out without even reaching the. The conference finals—it's mm-hmm. good and bad because now the way I always think about it is, we're a whole year from removed from seeing if this team can do it again. Basically, for the Nets, the Nets or just like any team in general when oh, they no, have when they have a good back. year, exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing is that'll get talked about for a whole year. Yeah, but we're gonna have to wait twelve months to see if yep. they really do get there, and that's that's, very true. that's just the way. The world yeah. works the way the NBA works, but just I don't want to sit here and harp on the Nets for forever because the Bucks did earn that yeah. win in that series. I don't know. They strapped up. They I played great so, defense. I don't. They got they, they got lucky enough. Well, yeah. Tyler's a, a Bucks hater, but we'll get to that. No. They got I, lucky yeah. enough that KD has size 18s and not size 16s, yeah. or they would have been sent home. They outlasted the Brooklyn Nets, the built big three, the yep. villains of the East. So they'll be moving on, and they will face the Hawks in the conference, the Eastern Conference Finals. So let's move along. Let's talk about the Hawks, who beat the one-seed Philadelphia 76ers in seven games. They won 103-96 to in what can be dubbed as nothing else besides the Kevin Herter game. <laughs> Kevin Herter, former Terp, 27 points of 10 of 18 shooting, dynamic backcourt play with Trey Young, who did not have a great shooting night, but still did what it what he needed to do yeah. to push his team over the hump. And just the Hawks, the Hawks have, they if they weren't already the best story of the playoffs, they definitely are now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they could lose in four or five games to the Bucks. I'm not saying that's going to happen because they've been counted out every step of the mm-hmm. way. But if they lose in four or five to the Bucks, to Giannis, to Christmas, and to, Holiday, supposed to be Holiday, they weren't supposed to make yeah. it this far. They were a five seed. Mm-hmm. People picked the Knicks. People picked. well, excuse me. People pick the Knicks, and then they made quick work of the Knicks. And then mm-hmm. up against the Sixers, People well, were saying well Sixers they're done. Four, Sixers yeah. and four, they're done. The Sixers are a good team. And they just outlasted them. Mm-hmm. And so to talk about the Sixers, there's one thing we have to talk about. And if you follow sports, you've definitely heard his name <laughs> in sports circles this him. week. You've seen memes yeah. about him. You've seen something. Ben Simmons officially became afraid to shoot the basketball in this series. His confidence... Shattered. Ripped in half. Yep. Ripped in half, shattered, not there. And nothing to epitomize it worse than late in the game, they were trailing three points, two points, four points. It was a close game. game. He had Danilo Gallinari down on the block and was trying to back him down. And Gallinari went for the steal, went around and went for the steal. Simmons turned and just could have jumped up and dunked it. He's 6'10". Trey Young was closing Mm. out to him. Who's 6'2", by the way. Who's 6'2". Could have jumped up and dunked it. Pass it off to Matisse Thybul. Got foul. Went to the free throw line. Only went one of one, two. Yeah. So that completely changes Even how the game
1: Said after that, he thought that was the turning point
0: of the game. Yeah, he came out and said afterwards yep. that uh, the turning point was when they had an open shot U- yeah, and, they, dunk and they made only one, made one free, free, throw. free throw. Yeah. So I I don't know what's next for Philly because I mean you've seen it being said the process yeah. is dead. Trust the process. Trust the process. The process is dead because. Embiid and Ben Simmons can't continue to coexist. If Embiid can is comfortable enough to say something like that in the post game seven presser, Simmons is not part of their yeah. what they hope to be championship formula. I I just I can't think so. And did you see what Doc Rivers said too? Yeah, they asked if Simmons
1: can be a point guard, starting a point guard in a championship, championship level team. team or something, and he Doc said, just said we'll see. Yeah, or something he said along the lines of that. he said I can't answer that right now or something. So. Yeah.
0: As much as you, they don't want to slander him, yeah. it falls on his shoulders. A number one overall pick in 2016, ten, playing the point guard. I get it if shooting's not your main ability, because he does bring a lot of other things to the table. You have to be aggressive, Great though. defense. Exactly. If you can jump up and dunk it, you can jump up and dunk it. Don't be so afraid that in it's going to miss. In the fourth
1: quarter combined of that series, he shot three field goals. Three. He did go three for three. That's worth noting. Three for three. we shot three. Yeah. So he only, only shot three. three
0: field goals in the entire fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter of the entire series. Yep. So seven games, three shots in the fourth quarter. It's just, and then he also finished the series. Now that he's out of the playoffs, worst free throw shooting percentage oh, in the playoffs in NBA like history. I, I believe he was it's like, like thirty four point seven yeah, percent or something along the lines of that, which is just absurd. If you're a point guard. You're, ideally, you want to go better than fifty percent. But if you can't, at least go fifty percent. Even are Shaq was going
1: fifty percent. He's one of the worst free throw shooters of all time.
0: <laughs> I don't know; it was quite fifty percent. But yeah, Shaq. Shaq figured it out eventually, and it's harder for it's that much harder for Simmons because it's hard to do hack a Shaq if he doesn't have the ball, because then it's an intentional foul mm-hmm. and so. And Shaq was never going to be your play initiator. Yeah. Never your guy bringing the ball down the floor. That's what Simmons Simmons is. is, And so it got to the point where he would have it. They would just go foul him. Yep. So that's not a good thing. And I just think his career trajectory has changed
1: drastically in the last week, if not month. Do you think they trade him? Yes. I guess it depends on what you get for him. (sighs) I say they
0: trade him just because you were the one seed. You were up against a five seed. And clearly something is not there Mm -hmm. to push you over the hump. So you have to try and... Do something new, if that makes sense. The but thing
1: is, too, that was one not that the first year of like his five-year mega deal they just signed. I'm sure, probably. Like, what, so it's gonna be hard probably. to trade him too. But that's the thing that. is that
0: nobody in a league that is moving more and more towards deep shooting, yeah, towards open three-point looks, towards passing, towards play efficiency, mm-hmm. towards possessions who's really going to want to give you a lot back for him if he can't be trusted in the clutch to go get you a bucket or to go do this or that? So I don't know. I don't know what's next for Philly. I'm surprised Philly's still standing after that one went because the Hawks did win in Philadelphia. I know. So Trey Young, the villain of the East playoffs, the singular villain of the East playoffs, and his squad are going to the Eastern Conference Finals where they're going to face off against the Bucks. And we talked about this a little bit before we even press record is – I think the Bucks are going to make quick work of the Hawks, and the Hawks could put me up on a poster after they win in six or seven I, yeah, games I saying so, that. Yeah. But
1: I just don't know. I just think that the Bucks will overpower I the agree. Hawks,
0: if that makes sense. Yeah, they
1: don't really have anyone that can truly guard Giannis. You know? Like, I just yeah, I just think... Because John Collins Drew, will do his best. Clint Capello but will help they can't, him. They can't, yeah. They He's can't. still going
0: to be able to get down the lane whenever he wants, exactly. pretty much. And then Chris Middleton on the wing... As long as he plays solid basketball, Mm -hmm. through if he puts up a stinker, it gets easier for the Hawks. But if he plays solid basketball,
1: that's the thing. I feel like Chris Milton is the like when he's hot for the Bucks, it's almost impossible to stop. Well, that's when they're at their best. Yeah, because like you have him shooting the ball from the three point line. And that means that you can't clog up the paint like usual when Giannis goes in there because you have to have more people on the outside. I just think, I mean, because you saw that, what was that, game six when he went off against the Nets? I mean, he, 38 they, points. they just looked unstoppable. Well,
0: that's the thing is is Giannis's, his offensive style, what I will say, mm-hmm. is in a half-court setting, hard for him to get stuff done, if that yeah, makes sense. No, He's a transition is, yeah. player. He's a fast-break player. Yeah. He's a great force on the defensive end, and he can bring the ball down and make a play for you. But in a half-court offense, you want the – if I'm yeah, you want the Chris Bucks head coach, and, uh, Mike Budenholzer, I'm pretty sure that's how you yeah. say it, is I would rather have the ball in Middleton's hands mm-hmm. or more possessions than it would yeah. be in Giannis's hands, whether it's a pick-and-roll to Giannis, yep. whether it's a played run for Giannis but set off by Middleton. It's just there's a lot. Yeah, the offense needs to be run by him. And then Especially Drew Holiday. The G, he has Drew Holiday. been playing good, though. And that's the, the thing is in today's NBA, you need to be able to count on three guys. Yeah, you If really you can't do. get good production from at least three guys – the road to winning games gets that much yeah, harder. Exactly. But I just I think that the Hawks are the same way that KD ran out of steam at the end of the mm-hmm. series against the Bucks. I think that the Hawks will run out of steam. That's my yeah. opinion about it. But like I said, I could be proven wrong. Trey Young could have 40
1: points a game in the well, finals. Well, let's see what and, how Herder does because he played terrible that whole series against the Sixers, and then Game Seven he finally like did his thing. So if he
0: Hashtag Peter, Peter, Peter.
1: But <laughs> so if uh, yeah. he can continue that hot streak, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I hope the Hawks
0: win, but so that game one will be Wednesday night. So Wednesday hopefully you're night. listening to any of this before they play. But let's talk about the conference final series that's already started. and That's mm-hmm. the Western Conference Finals between the Suns and the Clippers. They play game one on Sunday. Game two is tonight. So we can't predict game two. It's at it's in Phoenix. Phoenix coming off their Game 1 win in Devin Booker's first ever career triple-double. 40 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists, 120-114 Suns win over the Terrence Mann-led
1: Clippers. (laughs)
0: So, Chris Paul obviously out of the lineup in the COVID protocol right now. He won't play in Game 2. Kawhi Leonard's also out for the Clippers. He won't play in Game 2. Maybe one of them or maybe both of them returns for Game 3. I don't know exactly. If the Suns win tonight, if you're listening to this tomorrow and the Clippers are down 2-0 to the Suns, just know that's exactly where the Clippers want to be. <laughs> that's what happened in the first series against Dallas. That's what happened in the second series against the Jazz, and look where they are. Mm-hmm. First conference finals in team history. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know a lot about that series. I've said s- since early in the semifinals that the Suns are playing the best basketball yeah. of anyone. I think that continues. Yeah. I was I was interested to see how they did with Chris Paul not on the floor Six-point win in the conference finals is a good win.
1: Devin Booker ran the show perfectly. Absolutely.
0: DeAndre Ayton, you got to count him in. He's been great. Mikael Bridges has Mm -hmm. been great on the wing. Jay Crowder has provided a veteran presence down on the block at the power forward spot. Just a lot of things to like about Phoenix's game. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. At the same time, the Clippers could have a night like they had against the Jazz and win that game. The Clippers, if they didn't prove anything else against the Jazz, they proved that they can play in a seven-game series with anybody, mm-hmm. it
1: left in the West, and all that's left in the West is the Suns. If the Suns win tonight and go up two-zero, should they be scared? Because <laughs> the Clippers were down. I, I don't know. Zero, they were down zero-two in the first two. Uh, that's the thing. Series it's, it's, of I playoffs. don't know.
0: That's what I said. Maybe that's where the Clippers want to be. You said that
1: against the Jazz. You were like, they're up 2-0. I think they're going to sweep. I was like, this is oh where the Clippers want to be. Oh my gosh! That was when you. I had to say
0: I'd never been right. about I didn't the actually ever. think they would though. <laughs> Right, I, I thought the Jazz about that. I thought the Jazz would just did, figure it out I, yeah, and they did just too. never yeah, did. They never to did. lose in 6. Yep. That means they lost 4 in a row. Mm-hmm. So they won the first two and Crazy. lost 4 in a row. Yep. So it's going to be a great great game tonight. Well, not tonight because you'll be listening to this tomorrow. Yeah. But game 2 should be a good one. And whatever happens with that, we're in for two very good conference final series ahead of the NBA finals. Yep. Some interesting news is either Chris Paul, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Paul George, or Trey Young, will be getting their first ring by the time this season is over.
1: It's crazy to think a about. collection
0: of four superstars in the league, but not the four that not a four, not a quad that you're used to yeah, being yeah. here. Being here this late in the season, you're used to the LeBron, to the Anthony Davis, to the Steph Curry. I guess not the Anthony Davis, just the one year, but the Steph Curry, the who comes out of the East a lot. I don't know. D-Wade back in the day with the Heat. It's just Kawhi, Kawhi coming well, out of the actually East. Actually, it was only one year, but... <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, but it's just... This is a four fresh faces that have never
1: gotten a ring all going to be having their shot to get there. Wait, has Paul George never won a ring? No, has he never been to the conference finals? I don't think he has. Mm-hmm. He, has? he used was to play Pacers? against the Heat when he was with the Pacers. Yeah, but I thought it was always but, like I a think first it was, I think it was round.
0: back-to-back years they played each other in the conference oh. finals. Because that was like the peak of my young... Gotcha, gotcha. Paul George fandom because he was going up against the Miami Big Three. And gotcha, it, was, right. it was must was. I thought that was always like
1: a first or second round exit. I believe them. it
0: was uh, <clears throat> probably 20, 2013, 2014, right, yeah. I would say. Bacon. They probably played back-to-back. But, yeah, so that's some interesting news. Some more interesting news is that there's three former Maryland Terps in the NBA Conference Finals. Jalen Smith, rookie for the Phoenix Suns, got a good shot to go to the finals. Bruno Fernando and Kevin Herter both playing for the Atlanta Hawks. So just some interesting news. I mean, I go to Maryland. Yeah, I watched all those guys play. Herder was just before my time, but I watched Bruno play my freshman year. I watched Jalen Smith play my freshman and sophomore year, That's and then cool. he went to the league. Yeah. So, just cool stuff and cool stuff to root for going forward. You'd love yeah. to see a former chirp get a ring. Yeah, and so.
1: also three of three out of the four remaining head coaches are black, which I thought was pretty cool. And there's only like I think there's only five total in NBA. Hmm.
0: I didn't know that. That's yeah, that's isn't that interesting. crazy? Stat. I saw that especially, last night. I didn't yeah. think about it, but well, it's true. Especially n- now that we're in an era in the
1: entire sports world where there's
0: there's a push for more yeah, I black representation, and in now coaching. you have three
1: out of the four in the conference. Who finals. is it? It's Monty Williams, Monty Ty and then the, I Nate forget McMillan, his name, but Nate McMillan. Yeah, he 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 took coach. over like halfway through the season too, which yeah. is crazy. So, like, no one, the other,
0: Budenholzer, Mike Budenholzer. For yeah. buck. I was but like, no one the talks coach?
1: about how, how good of a job that the Hawks coach has done taking over midway. Yeah, I saw a tweet or something. It was like the Hawks were 14 and
0: 20, and now they're in the conference finals. Yeah, it's so crazy. That's just crazy. And yeah. if that shows you nothing else, it's that mm-hmm. NBA seasons are long.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So,
0: also worth noting is I've said worth noting a couple of times, but it doesn't matter. Worth noting is that the NBA draft lottery is Tuesday night. All the picks are going to shake out. And I don't know. We'll have more on that later. Maybe <laughs> I'll write a blog about it. Yeah. So that should be cool. Uh, good chance to see some teams that are lacking some star power get, get up some, high in the yeah. draft and get some star power. I'm not sure. But the last NBA thing we need to address right now is why you are a Bucks hater. Because, Tyler, I need hated. to know.
1: I told you, I'm not a Bucks hater. I just think that they could be so much better, but they play so stupid sometimes, I swear. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I talked about it on, like, one of our last podcasts, but that one game when KD went off, like, obviously there's no stopping KD, but they had, like, a 24-point lead, and they just kept shooting threes. 17. 17-point 17 <laughs> lead, whatever. It doesn't matter. Still, they they no, still, still, they, like, they have a lead, and they just... Play idiotic, I swear! Like it just—it really makes me mad because I feel like they could be so good. Like they—they could be—I don't know. So yeah, so Tyler might be a
0: Bucks hater. He might say he's not, but the jury's still out. We haven't. Uh, Well, I'm rooting for the Hawks, so if that makes me a Bucks hater, (laughs) so be it. That has to (laughs) make make you a Bucks hater. That has to make you a Bucks hater. That's it. That's all I have for the NBA. Let's take a break. Let's play this little sound, and then we have a new segment for you. Okay, so we have a new segment, and this one, we just named it before the show because it's kind of the same as some of the other segments we want to roll out, but this segment is called Stupid Talk Show Topics, and who better to start with than Skip Bayless? The one and only. The one and only Skip Bayless. If you haven't heard about him in a while, he's on Undisputed, a show with Shannon Sharp. It's on Fox Sports 1. So Tyler alerted me to this tweet. It was a tweet from Skip Bayless. All of his tweets, by the way, it'll be whatever the topic is, and then the last part of it will say, now and undisputed. <laughs> the tweet was, why are LeBron and AD following Russell Westbrook's wife on Instagram? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Now and undisputed.
1: What? I just thought it was what? funny.
0: <laughs> Wh- why? Why is that show? New? Why is that headline, tweet-worthy, why is that something? Because LeBron. Because <laughs> it's LeBron, and more so than ever, that show Undisputed with Skip and Shannon, and First Take, honestly, with Stephen mm-hmm. A. and Max Kellerman, are the clickbait versions of sports talk shows. They talk about the craziest headlines. They make up crazy stuff to talk about, just and they get just the views, yeah, to get the views, the to get the clicks, to get the attention, and they just yell at each other the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I can't speak for Skip and Shannon, but they do it too. I don't watch do that show it, as yeah. much. I end up somehow watching First Take a lot. I just don't cause watch it's, it's anymore, on
1: just because of that. Not reason. as much
0: anymore because I just started a job where I work. In the mornings, mm-hmm. like from like nine to it's like nine to four, but when I wasn't, when I was working later in the day, and I would just get up mm-hmm. and get moving for the day. You know, you flip on, yeah, you flip yeah, on Sports yeah. Center, you flip on ESPN, and that show is yeah. it runs for two hours on ESPN, and then it runs for two hours on ESPN too. So good chance you'll see something from it every day. Yep, but just, I don't. Why are LeBron and AD following <laughs> Russell Westbrook's way? That's the world we live in. Honestly, there's no way they're the only two NBA
1: players that follow her.
0: I don't know. They're recruiting <clears> Russ to LA. Gonna build a new big three. Gonna win. I just yeah. Cause that's shaking what they my need. head. Shaking my head. They don't need that. So I mean, that was like a two-minute segment, but it's just now an undisputed. Why is so and so following so and so on Instagram? <laughs> I just what? I, all I can say about it is what. Yep. Let's wrap up. Let's talk about some other stuff. NHL playoffs. They're in the conference finals of their league. It is the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the, T- the Tampa Bay Lightning annihilated the New York Islanders the other night. They beat them 8 to nothing, And they're up 3-2 in the series now. So if you followed the NHL at all this year, you probably know. Even if you haven't, you might know. The Lightning are the favorite in the East to go to the Stanley Cup. And arguably the favorite to win it all. They won last year. They're just as good this year, apparently, if not better.
1: So eight to nothing in a hockey game? Yeah. <clears throat> that's absurd. That's like so unheard of. Just a- for, for a regular season game, that's unheard of.
0: Just in, in any in game. Playoffs? Eight goals. Yeah. In eight goals is so many times to find the back of the net. In a game in hockey games where the final could be like one nothing shootout. Exactly. Two one shootout. Yeah. It's just like soccer. Same thing. Eight to They're nothing. Scoring. Eight to nothing. Yep, that's absurd. I can't get over that. And on the other side, Vegas and Montreal are playing Game 5 on Tuesday night around the same time the Suns are playing the Clippers in the NBA Conference Finals. Their series tied up at 2-2, two to two, so one of those teams will go up 3-2. to two. Vegas the favorite out of those two teams. But I don't know. I Like I've said on previous shows, I'm not going to pretend to be an NHL guy. I'm not going to pretend to follow them. As we get closer to the end, it's a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And just great storylines coming out of both sides, yeah. and I think the Stanley Cup will be a good one this year. Oh, yeah, the Stanley sure. Cup's always a good one pretty much, but I think it will be a good one this yeah. year. So that's really all I have on that. Some other sports news. Carl Nassib came out as the first active, openly gay player in the NFL. And since that announcement, his jersey is the top seller in the entire league. Just interesting. It's a a sign of the times, I guess, yeah. where as we're moving towards more of an acceptance in society, mm-hmm. whether it's being gay, whether it's not wanting to be, whether it's... an what's the word I want to use? Whether it's identifying with another gender that's not your own, that's not your born gender, Mm -hmm. I should say. Whether it's just more acceptance in general. I mean, we talked about the the want for more black coaches in sports leagues. That's another form of acceptance and reaching more of an equality in the world of sports. So just an interesting, I mean, it just kind of came out. It wasn't a... It's not like it was, like, Carl Nassau was, like, big announcement coming up. He just yeah. came out and he announced it. He plays for the Raiders. He's a defensive And he lineman. even
1: said that in the video. He was like, I'm not doing this for attention. I just, I feel comfortable announcing it for the first time and stuff like and that. And
0: honestly, what what a good thing to be living in the age where he's comfortable to do yeah. that. Especially
1: because from where we came from, where when Michael Sam did that before he got drafted. He was supposed to be, like, a third-round pick, and he got drafted up in going the seventh. seventh round. And then he got cut. He got cut by the Rams, who drafted him, and then I think he signed with the Cowboys, and they cut him like seven weeks later. He never played a single game in the NFL. The
0: difference that I will say between Michael Sam and, and Carl Nassib is Nassib's an established NFL yeah. player. So no, I know. For a guy like Michael Sam, and this this isn't to like be attackatory or mm-hmm. sound anything, but it created, back at least at that time, it created a little bit of a media circus. Yeah, no, it did. And so to be a rookie, mm-hmm. especially to be a seventh-round pick, it makes it that much harder to make it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm not but saying that's the that thing, I'm not saying that fired. he shouldn't have come out no, and yeah, said no, that he was yeah. gay because if that's how you feel, yeah. that's how you feel, you should live the way you want to live your life. But from the business side yeah, of the yeah, NFL, yeah. it just hurt his hurt his stock Reputation, because yeah, a team didn't want to deal with the media yeah, circus, if yeah. so that makes sense. So just a cool thing to see yep. Carl Nassib doing this and to see just the general level of acceptance mm-hmm. around the league and in fan bases and to see his jersey fly up the mm-hmm. uh, the numbers, go up yeah. high into the jersey sales. Cool for those in the gay community, in the LGBTQ community, to maybe have someone to identify with in the NFL, in a league where macho-ness is preached, yeah. where it's don't talk about stuff like that. It's just cool. I mean, I don't have any other
1: way to, like, describe it. Than- yeah, we're seeing more of that in, like, sports too because of, like, Dak coming out and saying that he dealt with depression and uh, Hayden Hurst. You know we're seeing more of these like role models and big strong guys speak, in the out, NFL. That speak out that they're not always human. just fine. Exactly yeah.
0: that they're human. That's yeah. a great way it, to put it. And yeah. exactly it's like yes, they might be your you favorite. They might be your favorite though. player. Yeah. They might be a crazy good NFL player. Mm-hmm. They might do amazing things on the football field. At the same time, they're still human and they mm-hmm. still go through struggles that everyday people go through. Whether it's being afraid to come out whether it's not being ready to come out whether it's dealing with uh, mental health issues regardless whatever it is just an interesting time to be witnessing it all happen and good for the world Yeah, good for sports too I believe because maybe now there's a 13 14 year old football player who that inspires him you know what I mean Mm -hmm. he says I'm gonna go play football I might I might be gay. I might not be straight. I might not, but that shouldn't stop me from doing the things I want to do in my Mm -hmm. life. That shouldn't, it shouldn't instill a fear in me to not try to be the best person I can be to achieve my goals. That's not, it's not a roadblock as much as it is is just me being a person, being a living human person. Moving on to some other news, just a great, great story. I don't want to act like we're just moving past it. Frank Clark was arrested in LA for having an Uzi in his car, Chiefs defensive end, Super Bowl winning defensive end, Uzi in his car. <laughs> and I was talking about this the other night with a friend of mine. Is I don't, I, we were trying to figure out will the legal process go smoother for him because he's an NFL player? Mm-hmm. Will it get handled? And, Maybe he had, I don't know all the details about it, if he had a right to carry. It was an illegal firearm, I'm pretty sure, so, yeah, he, so he didn't have a right to carry, carry it. Right. No. But at the same time, this is the thing that stuck out to me, is the fraternity, of the NFL, mm-hmm. as a player, you're just held to a certain standard. Yeah. <laughs> and I think pretty high up there in the standards list is don't have a gun in your car. <laughs> yeah. So, not a lot more has come out about that, like a, not a lot of news yet. Yeah. More will come out when it's available, but just off-season headlines, man. Crazy. Don't ride around with a gun in your car. Yeah. Even if you're like that, even if you grew up like that, be part of the NFL fraternity, know that you have to be past those days yeah. to maintain a standing in the league. Because if you get caught, you get issues like this. Because who knows if there's serious legal trouble for this, does he play this year? Does he get waived by the Chiefs? Nah, you don't know. Exactly. No way, yeah. You don't know. I don't Play, think players have been waived for less, is what I will say. I'm not saying like, he, it's not like he just did a drive-by shooting. Yeah. But I, just, I don't know. It's just like, NFL fraternity, don't have a gun in your car.
1: Yeah. And sticking on the topic of guns.
0: <laughs> Vikings rookie, Jalen. We're going to say Jalen. It's Jaylen. not
1: funny, yet, by the way. It's, not, it's not funny. We were, we were it's laughing. Not, we're not it's laughing. Funny, yeah. It was just a funny <laughs> way to get really us sad. from point A to point yeah. B.
0: Don't have a gun in your car. Some more somber news related to NFL players and firearms. Vikings rookie Jalen Twyman was shot in the arm, leg, buttocks, and shoulder while visiting his aunt in D.C. over the weekend. He's still expected to play this season, so hopefully some good news comes out of that. But just... Look, it happens. People get shot in the world that we live in. You don't want to see it. You don't ever... You don't want to see it, but... You don't want to see it for a young guy that's about to begin his NFL career because yeah. he could have potentially lost his life. You know yeah, what I mean? It's crazy. So, just a sad story, and hopefully, best wishes to him. Hopefully, he heals up and hopefully yeah. he can have a good rookie season. And a, I don't know. I don't. Do you know where he was drafted? Like what spot?
1: D, he's a D tackle. What I, mean, I meant college? like what round? Oh, I, I don't know. I think he was sixth round. One. He was a six round oh, draft okay. pick. So,
0: hopefully, he can enjoy an NFL career. You know, as you get deeper in the draft, it's harder to find those guys. But Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick, so what am I saying? That's very true. But yeah, that about does it for our NFL roundup and our NFL news. That about does it
1: for top of the hill. We got to wrap up with our top of the hill takes. Would you like to go first, or should I? I'll go first. Uh, so I think my last one was saying that the Nets would win it all, even though what did I said, I said something about like even if Kyrie and Harden don't play, like the Nets will still win it all. Obviously, that that didn't come out to be true, but. I think that the the Bucks will run the Hawks, and then the Suns will sweep the Clippers, and then the Suns are going to win four to two against the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals. So your
0: take is
1: Suns and six. Yep. Suns in over the, the Bucks. Yep. Who's the, who's the MVP? Gotta go, Devin Booker.
0: I would think so. Yeah. I would think so, unless yep. unless Chris Paul dominates every aspect yeah. of the game. In the finals, if they get there, they're not there. Or Jay yet. Crowder, true. He'll be the Jay Crowder, the best show. power forward left in the NBA playoffs. Jay Crowder, Phoenix Sun. Jay Crowder, Miami Heat legend. Jay Crowder. <laughs> I could go one. I could go one. But uh, my top of the hill take first. Let me start with my last one, where I said Harden would have a twenty point double double, one assist off. Twenty oh, twenty. It? I think it was twenty two points, nine rebounds, nine assists. That close. Dang. That close. It might not have been nine rebounds, but he was close. Yeah. My top of the hill take. Is that the Hawks will force seven games of the Milwaukee like Bucks? The I Hawks hope, will I force seven. That would be a, as I've said. I said in our show last week, the more game sevens, the better. Yes, sir. It would be awesome to see Hawks push it to seven. Bucks still come out because I, I really do. I think the Bucks are going to make it to the finals from the East. But yeah, I would love to see that series oh, yeah. go seven.
1: That'd be amazing.
0: So that about does it for us. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode of Top of the Hill, and we'll be back later this week.